Loud music, heavyweights, strong friends. This is GGPL. Super Bowl Sunday, 2019. Me, our basically our whole family, we went up to uh, outside Salt Lake City, and I signed up for a deadlift only competition. So actually, what had to happen is we were signed up to do a meet down in Las Vegas, uh, me, my wife, and my son. And uh, my training just was a little off. I think I was kind of transitioning out a little bit. Uh, my squats, my bench, my, I felt like my peaking was off. But but I felt like my deadlifts were on, and I was and I was going towards this number. So what I did is I dropped out of the meet, and there was one just prior to that. And uh, I did just a deadlift only. The meet was already full, but I got a hold of the, the meet director, and I said, hey, man, is it – if there's any way to fit me in on a single lift, is it okay? And I ended up getting in. And uh, that is the day I pulled 600, shit, what is it in kilograms? 600.8 pounds, 0.3, 600 pounds. I think it rounds up to 601. Uh, but I did hit a 600-pound pull. And I want to talk about the journey it took to get to that weight. We're all going to have numbers in our head. And where those numbers come from are going to vary, but somewhere, somehow, we formulate a plan, a vision, a goal. We have intention. We get our equipment. We start training. It's somewhere, some way, we get on this path and we say, I'm going to, and I'm going to throw out the typical ones, right? Uh, the two plate, the three plate, the four plate, the five plates. Usually that's how it goes, right? So you want to get the 225 on bench, the 315 on squats, and the 405 on deads. That was where I started, and it seems like most, especially with males, that's usually where you go, right? It's We see things and 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 play increments. Everything is by 45 pounds. <laughs> so, hey, this is uh, David Hensler coming to you from the GGPL podcast. Welcome to episode number three. Holy shit, it's happening. Uh, this uh, podcast thing started in... Uh, Started and stopped every single day about 25 times since the idea generated a little while ago. And it seems like every time I come down to record, um, <coughs> excuse me, there's a lot of second guessing and uh, and doubts along the way. But um, you know what? This is just kind of one of those things. It's part of my journey, part of my life. I'm going to silence all that doubt and uh, shut up and say fuck you to all the self-doubt. And I'm just going to go on with this. and. Uh, quiet my inner inner critic and a thank you to everyone who sent out the, the your emails let me know the not only the sound of it in terms of the audio quality but uh you appreciate the message you're sharing your own stories and that honestly I'm so grateful for that um it just shows me it's not like an ego thing I just want to know that this is worthwhile this is not a self-serving podcast I don't do it for any personal benefit. I feel compelled. Um, I didn't go through all these experiences in my life just to stay uh, silent. I feel like there's a lot of I have to share that will benefit people out there who may not feel that they have the ability to either articulate or maybe they, uh, they're just living in the whatever emotional veil things that I've uh, experienced in. And I want to empower those people. I want to liberate those people. I want to give them the language 
and the inspiration to find it within themselves to really take a hold of their potential and own their story and just strive forward. Because honestly, like there's so many of us out there um, that deal with so much shit uh, that don't really have a lot of the same support systems and the ease of um, coping strategies and, and, uh, and, the, the typical things, like when I hear people talk about like, uh, you know, they don't get mad, they don't get sad, they don't, they've never dealt with depression or anxiety, you know, they've never really had to struggle a whole lot and things are pretty much just standard and everything's kind of pretty much straightforward and they're super confident. I just usually, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get in trouble, but I really just want to say, you know what, fuck you, I don't understand you and I know you don't understand me and uh, let's extend each other a little bit of respect, but uh, I'm not going to be antagonistic towards you, but I don't want to feel like uh, my story is going to be in position to you because I've already lived a lifetime feeling like I've had to apologize for myself, make up for myself, have uh, some sense of compensating or self-justification or self-denial or, or anything, right? There's always like something wrong with me. And if that's you, that's who I'm talking to. Uh, I pull myself with a lot of work, a lot of therapy, and a lot of effort, but uh, I went from a very dark place to where I'm in a very uh, on a journey to uh, self-actualization, confidence, and I just kind of realizing my potential. So, if you feel like this podcast is helping you in that sense, I love to hear that. I you don't if you want to write me a long, lengthy autobiography. That's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm going to read every single one of it. Um, so if whatever you feel like you want to share or write, like I will be receptive to, it. I will return it in time as my schedule allows. I'll write back to you in detail and, uh, don't feel like you're, it's any imposition to me. If you share or reveal or, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, I'll read. If it's just one sentence like, Hey man, keep up the good work. I love the podcast. Yeah. That's that's amazing too. I just love hearing that it's it's worthwhile to you, and I'm not wasting your time. So, episode number three. Let's uh, get into what this deadlift actually meant, because in my perception, um, once you start training and once you come up with those goals, uh, usually it's going to be based on a fixed weight, like a one rep max weight, or it could be a three rep max or a five rep max, or usually it's within one to 10 rep range. You're going to come up with a, I guess a goal, a rep goal or max goal. And that's kind of a way to measure progress, right? That's what we all want. And when we all start out, you know, like, um, for me, I remember doing the story I shared a little bit when I was with my brother and, uh, we went out to a shed and we did some bench. I remember seeing him do um, two plates, so 225, and for 10 reps, and it didn't look like it was a huge struggle. And I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of weight for a lot of reps. Because at that time, you got to re remember, I'm 145 pounds. And, you know, I, in my senior year in high school, for a small amount of months, I did bench and biceps. That's essentially my 17 year old version of myself. Uh, quote unquote, working out, which is a bench and big arms. So I had very limited exposure to what a strong person actually was. 
So when I saw my brother do that, then of course that was like, you know, Benny, I love you. That was my, you know, he and I have always been competitive with one another in, in a very healthy way. So I remember thinking like, okay, I'm going to do 225 for 10. So that was my goal. And um, that was my starting point. So of course I started with, uh, you know, I had to get to 155 for reps and then eventually I was doing 185 for reps. And then eventually I took a long time due to uh, my distractions and, and lack of focus on training. And eventually I got to 225 for 10, but I don't want to get into the details of just that. That was back in 2009. What I do want to talk about is when we get onto any type of programming, whether you're doing it yourself or maybe you found Wendler's 531, maybe you found Swedeburn's fifth set, maybe you're going to do some kind of conjugate method, maybe you're going to do juggernaut. Um, there's so many things out there, cube method. Um, or maybe you went on to our website and you're doing some of our templates, garagegympowerlifting.com, free exercise, strength programs, articles, and resources for you, no charge. Maybe you found something and you're going to be doing that and you're, and you're doing, and you're following this rep scheme and volume and intensity and whatnot. Um, you're going to have an end goal, right? Cause most powerlifting is based off of your max. So whether you're going to do a percentage based program or maybe like a self-regulation. And the difference between the two is um, if, if you were to get a hold of me and you're going to say, I have, I have a handful of people, but if you say, Hey, can you help me out with some powerlifting programming? I got a meet coming up and however many amount of months or, or I do that too. I'll reach out to people and say, Hey man, can you help me out? I'm trying to do some peaking. Um, and these are my goals. The main question is usually, usually going to be uh, what, what's your nutrition like? Uh, what's your recovery time and what your, what is your max? Because those are usually the three main factors. Well, and I guess the fourth one is, um, are you natural or do you take the real good supplements that are <laughs> that actually work? So usually those are the factors that are going to contribute to uh, your approach to training, whether or not you're doing it yourself or somebody's doing it for you. You got to have like a baseline, right? So uh, what is your max? What's your lift? You got to know what you're capable of because you're going to take that number and that's how you're going to formulate uh, or calculate rather the weight you're going to be using for your reps. So your main compound movements, your the, you know, you can't, if, if you got a 185 pound bench max, um, you can't every single week go in and hit 185. That's your body is not going to be able to recover. You're not going to really build the muscle fibers as necessary because building muscle is how you build strength because strength comes from muscle, right? Muscle is what moves weight. So where I'm going with this is you got to figure out what weight you're capable of lifting. So it's not the weight that you want to lift. It's not your fantasy daydreaming. Uh, if you're like me, you're on your way to work. And you're fantasizing about that 500 pound bench and that 800 pound deadlift and the, you know, 800 pound squat and <laughs> shit that'll probably never happen. You can't you can't base your training off of made up bullshit numbers. So, um, in this process, you got to find your baseline, your starting point, right? So if you're a newbie 
go in and just kind of work up to what I would say, like a three to a five rep max. And by max, that doesn't have to be hundred percent max. I just mean when you get to that last rep and it feels like uh, you got it, but the next one you're going to either get, you know, if it's bench, you might get decapitated or scream like, a, you know, like uh, you're in trouble or you're getting, you know, someone's getting, getting attacked. You got to scream for help to get a spotter over there. That's, that's probably when you need to stop. Right. So that's, you could just, it's just a baseline number. It's not the end of the world. Don't be so freaking dogmatic about it and ritualistic. Just find like a baseline number and use that for your training, right? So um, the issue I found in my opinion is if you get on, especially now with uh, social media being so big um, and when I was starting out, it was mostly YouTube and uh, then you get to the OG type people before the internet even existed, but you're going to look around and sort of, you know, like when I was talking a little bit about Franco Colombo, you kind of look around to somebody that's about your size, looks about your build, maybe around your age. Um, and you kind of go for that. And that might be like your bigger goal, but you, me, you have to be cautious to not use those numbers that you've never touched. So, Franco had a 450 bench, and if I'm not even able to do 225 for one, I can't sit here and say, like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what Franco's doing because Franco's been training for much longer, and his athletic age and his muscular uh, development is completely different than mine. So just be realistic with our numbers, with your numbers, with my numbers, everyone that's in this world that we're all training towards this goal, like find a realistic number. So that's the baseline to start up. This is kind of like a little dovetail to the, uh, the success one in episode one. So as you're going into this, you're going to find that number, but then at the same time, now we're starting this process, right? So we'll call it the journey, uh, we'll call it whatever you want, but essentially this is where the programming comes in. So it's going to be rep by rep, set to set day to day, week to week, month to month. When you set out, when we set out, when I do this, when you do this, we're all going towards a goal. So within this process, within this journey, really embrace the full scope of what goes into it. It's not just the weight. It's not just the reps. It's everything that's going into it. It's your whole being. It's how much I rest I got, how, what, you know, how, if my wife and I, like what, what we're, what we have going on, what's our schedule like? Um, what's our relationship like, you know, like, uh, what's my work schedule like? How's my life at home with the kids? How's, uh, my sleep patterns? What habits am I doing? What's going on? Uh, what's my stress level like? Um, how am I feeling emotionally? What issues are coming up? What stressors are coming up? Um, there's so many factors that go into training that oftentimes, in my opinion, gets so overlooked. So if you, and for me, let's say for instance, you, you're going to get to a point where the one time heavyweight is going to become your warm up weight. It's a freaking, it's an amazing feeling. You know, like when I first started out in this 225 on bench was like heavy, heavy, you know, uh, whether or not it was 
until I got to where I could do it over 10 times, 225 was super intimidating. Um, but we're all going to, and that's my number, right? That don't make it your number. We're all going to have that number. Whereas now when I look at it, I don't think about wrist straps. I don't think about a belt. I don't think about anything. It's just two plates. I'm so adapted to it. But you're going to get to that point. I got to that point where you're going to have those days, those shit days. You know, like this week, the week that I'm recording this podcast, I worked nights. That I do it every once in a while. It's not my normal schedule. But I did uh, work nights. I was working from 6 to about 4 or 5 in the morning. Uh, my sleep schedule is way off. Uh, I was in the exact opposite schedule from Shari and the kids. So I went from our normal schedule, which is we wake up at 4 in the morning. Uh, Shari and I get up. We do our routine. Uh, we're in our gym in the garage by 5 a.m. And we're training up until about 7 and that's our thing. That's our time together. That's what we do. We go about, we do our jobs, and we're off around the same time between four and five in the afternoon. We've got our family time, our downtime, tuck the kids in, and then we're back in bed. And we have a pretty stable routine, um, do stuff as a family, do stuff as a couple. And that's that's our life, right? It's pretty kind of set, and then the weekends come, and we uh, loosen up a little bit and go out on date nights and have fun and do movies and that kind of thing. So I went from a pretty fixed amount of time being able to interact with my wife and kids. So all of a sudden now I have to transition. So what I do is I get myself adapted to the work schedule. So I stayed up all night Sunday, the weekend prior, and um, I didn't have to go to work that evening. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to get my training and my body and my, and my eating pattern adjusted. So that way every single day going that week, it's going to be consistent in terms of like what my rest is like. And, you know, I'm going to be eating dinner closer to two or three in the morning rather than seven or eight at night. And I'm going to be training closer from, you know, in the early afternoon instead of five in the morning. So I gave myself, I kind of set myself up with the different expectations, knowing that I'm going to be doing night work. So I went through that, uh, and the dude, it totally fucked me up. I mean, I, I'm going like Shari is getting out of bed at four. I'm just getting home from work. So, you know, as she's getting ready to train, I'm falling asleep and, you know, I'm getting up while they're getting, you know, they're at lunch and I, you know, I was waking up around noon and, uh, anyways, this whole week was completely shot. So the variables were completely different, but I went in like knowing exactly what to expect so to walk in and we're training for a meet we're this is our four week out four weeks out from our meet um but i still i still want to do the same numbers and i still want to hit the same weight um but if you like let's say you like say i would have made that post and i would have videoed my squats you've been like man i that why did why did that look so heavy to him like this is so weird or or if I would have been more critical about it, like you never know what's going on in someone's life. That's the moral of this story is there's so many variables and there's so many things going on. Like the, the numbers themselves don't really dictate um, the effort that we're putting in because there might be stressors in life. You have to remember that there's work schedules. There's so many things going on emotionally, mentally, even spiritually, if that's part of your life that really determine 
what's happening when you put your hands on the knurling, when you feel that barbell in your hands. And, uh, and you, and this week on a night on during working nights, I was aware of it. I expected it, but what about all those other times that were unaware of it? Because I feel like in my adult life, I was really unaware of so many emotional facets that were going on and dictating how I interacted, how I thought about myself, how I perceived myself, the value, the worth, everything that determined, you know, how a workout was, you know, um, if you miss a lift, you miss reps, you miss weight, you know, I get so hard on myself. Why do I fucking do this? This is so ridiculous. Like, fuck all this stuff. I'm gonna go do something else. This is bullshit, you know, and we all have those days. It doesn't matter how loud you turn on the music. Doesn't matter how much adrenaline you got going in. Sometimes, you know what? You're gonna have a shit day. You're gonna have those times where you just want to throw it all up and say, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck all of it. Like it's it's it sucks and it hates. And those days are so. Oh, I hated those days. I had years of those types of days. But for me, I felt like that was when I was sort of at the. I'll call it a peak, but. That's when I was getting to that point where I really realized there's so many things going on internally that I wasn't able to process. And as I was able to recognize that, because it's only been within the last three years that I've been really on this journey to figure out what the hell is going on inside of me. And uh, as you listen to this and as you get to know my voice and my story, you'll know I don't do this to woe is me. Oh my gosh, you don't, you know, I've had so many problems and I'm going to sit here and give you all my depressing downside stories and darkness. And, you know, you don't understand me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I have a very, uh, in my opinion, I'm a, it's an inspirational side of the story, right? I don't, I'm not still in that place. Uh, it's, it's a journey to get out of that place. And that started mostly a couple of years ago when I started reading these books about um, everyone's potential, right? We all have something deep inside of us, buried inside of us. It's a voice. It's those times when you get shaky, when you get the goosebumps, when you get tears in your eyes. At least that's what happens for me. It could be a song. It could be like when you're seeing yourself um, do that lift, when you're seeing yourself like, achieve whatever it is that you're chasing you get that sensation over you know that's almost like that subliminal moment you're taken out it's almost not like out of body but you're, you're like you really feel it like your your whole body is there it's experiencing it and uh for me let's just say it was like i was chasing a 500 pound deadlift for years and years and years and uh and you know when i'd see myself doing it and i got so involved with it my body was reacting to it and uh that's the part of this journey that I love. That's what I love about powerlifting is that, yes, it's about the weight, but you get so involved with it. It's your whole body. It's your whole being. And I feel like in my case, once I started embracing my whole self, not just the lifts, not just the weight, not just the numbers, but who I am as a person down to my very essence, you could call it a soul. I don't really give a shit. You could call it your sentient self. Your, your, your conscience. It doesn't matter. You, the terminology, semantics, all that stuff is bullshit. I don't care about words, but you are a living being aware of your 
existence. You have the ability to make judgments. You have choice. Uh, you have a physical shell, and you have all these other elements about you. And once I started realizing that they're all connected, they're all linked, they're all interdependent, and if one is shot, then the other one sucks, and they all have to compensate for each other. So you could be, you know, we all know those people, right? There's a little bit of a tangent, but how many amazingly strong, big, swollen, or, or fitness physique type figure models, how many of them are, have you known about that you find out how insecure they are? And you're always so shocked. Like, I would have thought they were so confident. Or I would have thought they felt like they were so amazing. But the thing is, is like, until you're aware of yourself and you own that story and you appreciate that about yourself, it doesn't matter what we do. That number, that physique, that build, all that stuff is fleeting. All of it is completely meaningless unless you really own who you are. Like, you kind of find that I'm kind of getting into the next topic. But... It, Let's just talk about <laughs> I gotta love talking about this shit. I get all excited. So let's let's get back. Let me woo, let me go back a little bit. So when it comes to the the journey itself, uh, for me it was really embracing myself as a whole, all of it. Uh, you know, not denying my emotions, giving myself permission to be excited, to have down days, to have up days, to like it's okay. You know, like we're told in the society, especially as males, that somehow emotional stigma is negative or you're a pussy or, you know, you're not allowed to have, you know, like emotions unless you're always happy and you're always enthusiastic and you're always good to go. And, hey, throw the football in the Frisbee. Isn't this so much fun? You're a dude. That's what dudes do. You know what? Fuck you and all those standards. I hate that shit. You know, like I wanted a lot to be myself. I'm a very emotional person. Uh, I want to be very aware of that. And I lived my life for 30 something years completely in denial of that. And all it did is suppress and built up and became a fucking cancer. So um, embrace yourself. And I'm talking to dudes, it goes to everybody. But really embrace who you are as a person and embrace that journey and enjoy all this shit because you're going to break out of it and you're going to really find it's there's something buried inside of all of us that's just like screaming to fucking break out. Like, and we imprison it. And where the hell does that come from? Is it fear? I don't know. We're all going to have those own stories. But for me, it was a story I was telling myself that I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthwhile of it. Um, it, it didn't belong to me. It was for somebody else. And in the introduction, you know, I mentioned a little bit about the imposter syndrome, um, that I'm in the wrong place, that I don't deserve to be here, that, you know, I don't belong here. And uh, it's just a constant, constant progress, constant, constant journey. And when it comes to powerlifting, it's similar, right? So you're going to find the every single lift, there's going to be constant progress. There's going to be weight's going to increase, reps are going to increase, volume's going to increase, and eventually you're going to get to that number. So when I stepped up to the platform to pull that 600 pounds, you have to understand that the crowd is watching they see me hit 600 pounds and I was fucking stoked. I never imagined. It took me years to even get to 500. I didn't even pull 500 until March, 2018. And, uh, and it was a long time coming and I put on a lot of weight just to get to that, to feel confident, to hold that amount of weight and to go and do another hundred pounds within a year and a year and a half, I guess. Um, it was, I never thought it was possible. I mean, honestly, and uh, I'm going to get back to that eventually, but 
the whole process and the whole journey of that number. Like you can't just stop and say, yeah, I pulled 600, but you got to stop and you got to look back and really appreciate the whole process of it doing like what was going on to get to that 600 pounds. Like there's a story in there about how we had uh, four nieces living with us while my brother-in-law was fighting cancer. You know, like there's stories about like stresses that we're having in our life and, and uh, I'm filing a patent and there's like stories of starting a business and there's stories about court that we had to do and family court and processes that we had to do and an adoption process that I had to do. And so many other factors that are going on that are all linked to that number. And that's the thing about powerlifting. I feel that gets overlooked so many times is that we get so stuck on the number but we forget about the story and the journey and the people and the process and all the intricate tiny little variables that get overlooked. Like, yeah, somebody might have a 2000 pound total, but what's the fucking story? Like, how did they get there? What's going on? What was, what was happening? It's not just numbers, you know? And I feel like we, we overlooked that in ourselves. We just look at the numbers, but we overlook the story. We overlook the details. We overlook all the little factors that are going into that 600 pounds, like just within a couple of weeks of pulling that 600. Like there's so many things that were going on inside my head. You know, GGPL was brand new. Uh, there's so many other factors that are going on with my training. Um, I just barely recently squatted over five and knee wraps. I had, you know, my bench was at the highest. I was, my body weight was at the highest. And uh, in short, I got to sum it all up. My, podcast is giving me the the warning my timer is done uh but really embrace the story like enjoy, enjoy this process and don't overlook it find what it is and appreciate it but at the same time own it don't let it dictate you don't let it own you but you own it you know in, in an empowering way and really learn to appreciate the process of uh powerlifting so we're going to talk more about this in future go to garageandpowerlifting.com free training. There's apparel, there's banners, uh, email me, David garage and powerlifting.com. Uh, keep your head high and your hopes higher. Talk to you next time.